Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Jessica. What's up, Elsie? What is going on, man? So, How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Just catching up from a fantastic long weekend of driving. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And excitement. Um, so, yes. But I'm, I'm, I'm good and I'm getting ready to go because I'm not raring to go here because of some inspiration, of course, our She Podcasters always give us and some really great topics. So I think this stemmed from... You know, you and I have been talking about how awesome our group is because there's so much incredible interaction um, with our ladies. There's so much support that you get. There's a lot of, you know, people who are coming in that are newbies that are like, how do I record? Hello, I'm so scared, you know? Yeah, and then there's yeah. people. And then it's so great that they're able <laughs> to say that and not be like, hello, you're supposed to know that. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. To have that. And then there's like really a little bit, I would say, advanced posts, like how to optimize our audio or how to, you know, in terms of webinar, you know, what kinds of things they should they should be using to really get the most from results from whatever tool they're trying to figure out. So we have a little bit more things like that as well. And uh, Jessica Rhodes, one of our lovely members, um, she just wrote a post about how they really like the group and that she had left another podcaster group because she felt that it was, you know, it was just too many rules and just not, <laughs> not growing, I guess, the community. Her. And it's, it just feels yes. like it's like the disciplinarian parent trying mm -hmm. to keep a toddler from being excited about the new toys that they have in front of them or something, you know, because that's yeah. like, I don't know. So... This is going to actually, I'm going to type while we're talking about this actually, yeah. because I'm going to go ahead and admit that I haven't put my slides together <laughs> <laughs> for my, um, for your upcoming talk, for my at the upcoming podcast talk about community. And I, and I just want to make little notes about what comes up so that I can make sure to cover the things I think are important. For example, like the role of the admin. Yes. Is it babysitter? Or, you know, it, it, and if not, what is it? Right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Because um, in that case, I think, you, you know, I think every admin feels differently about what their role is or should be. And I think in that case, it's pretty obvious she thinks she, she or he, because I see that in a couple, I've seen that in a couple different communities. They see themselves as babysitting and they're trying to avoid trouble. So you sit down in front of the kids when you first get to the parents' house and you say, look, we're not going to be jumping on the furniture. I don't go to the park. And by the way, you're going to eat, you know, peanut butter and jelly because I don't cook. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, that's kind of like what, you know, how the attitude, I see it. Um, and so I, uh, in that case, I sort of feel like if you don't want to be a leader or be in the role of admin, don't start a group. Don't start a group for fame and glory and then get angry at everybody for being at part of your group, I think. 
Well, you know what? I'm going to take it back a little bit and I am going to come from my yoga perspective. Of course you will. <laughs> of course I will. <laughs> because, you know, I think that there's something to be said. And, and, and if we kind of reverse engineer, I guess, if we kind of bring to light why something works, because I really like to work from that perspective as well, okay. why something is working, right? So it's to affirm the things that are working and to kind of and not really fuel the fire of the things that are not. So this is something <laughs> that one of my teachers, no, this is one of my teachers. I remember going into a workshop, right? So we pay, you know, not loads of money, but you do pay a pretty decent amount. It was in San Diego. And at that time I was living in Los Angeles. So I took a, you know, I took public transportation. Like I took a train over to San Diego and I stayed in a hotel. So I'm investing quite a bit of money to do this workshop, right? So yeah. Somebody else generally, what happens whenever like a big guy or a big like, you know, yoga teacher comes into town, usually there's a host person that gets the space for them and then they come in, right? So he comes into the space and then we realize that the space is super not optimal for a yoga class. I mean, there's like beams in the middle of the room. There's like this really weird, like instead of being a rectangular shape, there's like two squares on either side. And then there's like a small, like um, sort of like aisle that connects both sides. And nobody, like nobody could see each, like it was just super awkward, like not Mm -hmm. optimal. And then if he went to one side of the room, the other room couldn't, the other side of the room couldn't hear him, even though he was wearing a mic. Mm -hmm. So it was like not, good for like mm-hmm. you know 300 to 500 i don't know how many but it was a lot hundreds of yogis right right so you know when he went in he could have gotten super pissed off right and been like oh my god this totally sucks but he what he did is he, as soon as he got in there he sat us down and he was like listen this is so not the best space but he was making it super funny like he, he was such a goofball and he goes you know what we just have to make sure that our intention is to be able to communicate with each other and we can change the energy of this room we can make this the best place we can <laughs> and of course yeah. all the yogis were like yay we of love course. everybody you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> I love yogis. but just him setting that intention just to sit down and just and, and he basically sent it off to us and he said, you are responsible for the experience that you have here and may we support each other when we do this. And you don't have to say it, you could just think it. And I think that that's part of it too. It's, you know, you and I came into this setting, the She Podcasts, from a really great perspective of just supporting women and helping everybody and helping us and, and doing this for fun. And it was very lighthearted but very kind of love-fueled to be all kumbaya. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) It wasn't like, you know, let's see how many women we can get in our programs. Let's see how much money we can get. You know, it it was like very, I don't know, just light and and supportive and in from a space of giving. So anyway, your turn. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's really nice. I mean, and it's all it's all about attitude. I mean, yeah. I, I'm always really flattered when people post things about um, about how nice and how appreciative they are of a community that I'm running or that I built because, it, you know, in some ways I feel like, um, 
I'm really just trying to attract people that are like me and trying to keep out people that aren't like me, which is, of course, impossible because now my lady business group is almost, if not over 600 people, some of those people have got to not be like me, right? It can't right, be 600 yeah, yeah. women exactly yeah. like me because you are in that group and you and I aren't that much alike, let's be honest. <laughs> True that. But you are, but you're not, right? So that we have fundamental um, similarities. And yes. I think if there's, this is a word, attitudinal, attitude similarities, yeah, but not necessarily lifestyle or, you know, there's other things that we don't have in common. So, um, so I'm always kind of amazed that, that people are so appreciative of it. But at the same time, um, I will say that, you know, I also try to, I guess, highlight other people. And maybe that's why I think it's appreciated because I, I really, I just really do it because it's fun and not because I'm necessarily trying to get something out of it. I mean, even the, even the She Podcast group, there's been a couple people after it was started, it was at first called Women Who Podcast, and um, there are a couple people that came, you know, that approached me and was like, you know, I've, I've been thinking about doing a group like this for so long, and I don't know why I didn't do it before, but I'm glad you did it, and I almost feel guilty, like, <laughs> I'm sorry that I'm the admin and you're not, I'm sorry, <laughs> I really have no more like credentials to do it over you or instead of you or, you know, really I don't. It's just that for me, the so the reason I started Women Who Podcast is because I was doing podcasting school for women and they started to have questions, that, you know, that I thought would be better answered by somebody with different types of shows or different kinds of experience. Like, cause you know, I only have that show about business. So like Heather Rampola, who I love, she has a show about food and eating. And so I, you know, and I know other women who have that. So I wanted to put you and Maggie Patterson and Emily Chase Smith in a, in a group so that I could bombard you with questions. Really? That's the truth. <laughs> I really just wanted to be like, who are the girls that know maybe slightly more than me about something? Let me just pick their brains instead, right? Because I could. Because at first I thought, well, should I just add the women I know into the school? But then, you know, but they don't really need the school, and it's just going to be like I don't want them to feel like the teacher that I'm taking advantage. So then, as soon as I started the Facebook group, Women Who Podcast, I mean, Elsie, you probably added like forty women that day. Yeah, of I did. women. I didn't even know you knew that many women <laughs> podcasters. I knew like five. Right. <laughs> I knew the women that I met at New Media Expo and you who I already knew did it. And, and Anastasia Valentine. Because she yeah. was the first she was my inspiration. So um and then same with Maggie. Like she added another twenty. And then, you know, Emily probably added a few. And then I started thinking like, oh yeah, Natalie Lucier. Oh yeah, Faraday Danger. Oh yeah, yeah. People I knew who like through B school who had a podcast. Um, Teresa Reed and Mignon, who I met in uh at New Media Expo. So it was really just about collaborative, how do you deal with? Exactly. And I actually really thought like unless I had a question being not necessarily a newbie, but, you know, socially awkward as I am. I thought, unless I had a question, really, it would be a quiet group. But it's not. It's, it's actually, not. no, it's a group of people. I think, you know, I, I'm happy to know that I'm not the only one who feels awkward in certain situations, like telling someone you're not going to interview them or, you know, asking for a donation. Absolutely. I'm glad I, I'm, yeah, sorry, I keep interrupting you. Go ahead, sorry. No, 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 I, I agree with you. I think that... You know what? There's something that that needs to be that that brings out the fact that when you created this group, it came from a need that you felt was out there. It wasn't like capitalized. Like there's a different mindset here. I think when you started, it was exactly what to mine 
the hive mind, you know, to be able to get into all of these different experiences because because you instinctively knew that podcasting just wasn't what you were aware of. You already knew that there was more, especially because you are dealing with a lot of ladies who have different lifestyles, who have different you know, topics for the stuff that they want to get out there and that perhaps you didn't have all the answers. Imagine that. And so why not put together some people who have been doing this for a while? And that I think that's what really works for this group. Yeah. Which kind of, yeah. And but, but at the same time, there's something incredibly lovely from the fact that we set a clear intention when this group started to kind of grow that the group itself self-regulates very well. Mm-hmm. You know that we don't have to be like, hey, like slapping people in the hands Yeah, all the this time. group does. My other group doesn't. You know, so. This group does, so. Yeah. Do you, she, oh, you mean that lady business, do you have to yes. self-regulate it? I mean, you, you need to I, regulate I have to regulate it, okay. yes. Which, which actually, but yeah, the She Podcast group self-regulates. And you and I are part of um, other groups that self-regulate because like we have a group just for those of you who don't know, Elsie and I met like four years ago in Marie Forleo's B-School. It was a very small group then, like 400 people. And when it started to grow, we created a subgroup of people who were just in it the years that we were in it so we could keep in touch with our own things and watch our, ourselves grow without having to um, sift through 12,000 other members. So um, I don't even know who's an admin of that group. I seriously don't. I mean, we never... I, I think... Uh... People in there, because we do not spam each other... We do not do the check out my article. We do not do the if anyone's interested. I mean, we are, cons- it is considered, in my eyes, a group of colleagues, just like she podcasts, yeah. a group of colleagues who are really not there to spam each other. Like, I've never had to say to someone, stop posting your episodes. That does not happen in this group. No, it doesn't. It really doesn't. I mean, maybe it's because you and I did Windbag Wednesday where you just yeah. post your episode for the week because I want to give people an opportunity to show what they're doing that week. But even in the other group, like the, the B-Schoolers group that you and I are in, like I would never put, I mean, I do post, if I have a webinar and people are interested, you know, I do post it, you know, and I do see Natalie, you know, Natalie Lucio, she had a new um, software she posted in there. It's something that like we really feel like it would benefit everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's something, do yeah. It. Certainly not every article, certainly not every um, course, every promote, not even close. But you know what's really interesting about that group too is the fact that when we do, when somebody does promote something like that, it comes with a very specific yes. post. Yes, this is why I think this would be good for Yes, and it's not like, yes, and it's, it's not true. totally, um, how would I say it? It's not something like that's been crafted. It's something that no. is super, it's like you're writing an email to your friend. And, and you're like, people- oh, my God, I totally just got this program going and I'm so scared. But, I, re- you know, it's like, yeah, it's very yeah. like the email to your friend sure. and here's the link. Oh, my God, I'm so excited. But it's not about marketing, marketing, you know. And it's funny because when and when it is about marketing, no one comments on yeah, it. Because there right. is one or two. There are one or two people who only post in there when they have something to sell. And it is met with silence. Yeah. <laughs> complete silence (laughs) so it makes a huge difference absolutely Um, yeah so it's i think that you have to kind of as an admin it is your job though to sort of cultivate it and i think that there's also there is something that comes from being an admin it's it's 
instigating conversation. It's facilitating conversation. It's it's allowing people to buy the posts that you put up there to make sure that they get to know each other. And so you you actually do a fantastic job of this, Jessica. I've learned so much from the way that you run Thank Facebook you. groups because of the fact that you do it from who you are and and it really resonates with people. It really does whenever you post something up there and you and you make it like it seems like you're so curious about stuff that it's just this random thought. That's what I love about it. It's so it's so focused and so like planned out. But when you put it out, it sounds like you just came up with it like last like two seconds ago. And you're like, oh, my God, I'm going to go put this on the sheep podcast group or, or your Wait, lady. How do you know it's squad. focused and planned out? How Good, do you know? I, because you have a, a scheduling system. Oh, that's how come I that. know. So you've got oh, a so schedule. Like today, oh, I see what you're saying. So like um, today, uh, when you guys listen, it'll be another day. But in the in the bomb squad, every morning I do pro- Mondays, I do procrastination station. Mm-hmm. And, there, and, and I always ask personal questions. And the reason I do that actually is because I find myself getting a very slow start on Mondays. I don't want to start the week diving, you know, like I want to poke on Facebook, reluctantly check my email. And so... To me, it's a nice way of like, I don't know, like sweeping into the week is just by like being on Facebook but answering a personal question, even if it is a business group. So like this morning's is, um, what's your life motto? And a couple people have said like, that's a great question. Because I mean, it's really, it can just be, you know, smoke if you got them. I don't care what it is. Right. But it just helps you learn about the people who are in your group, you know, Um some of the most interesting ones have been like, what jobs have you hated? <laughs> that was oh my a good God, one that too. was a good one. And, yeah. and it's great because that makes people who usually don't have it or feel that they don't have anything to offer, something exactly. to offer. Exactly. Because everybody's had a job that they can, you know, or everybody's got a favorite song or everybody has, you know, like that thing you don't want anybody to know about or something like that where you've never yeah. felt like you could put it down. So that's oh, really that's right, great. Yeah. And, and yes, so oh, that, if that's what you're talking about, yes, that is pre-calculated. Yes. But I am also curious about the answers or I wouldn't ask the question. Exactly. No. And, and well, that's what I'm saying. It's like you're not going to be asking things you're not interested to know about the question. That's the whole point. Right. But I've just seen some of this, these kind of tactics and other groups that are just not working. It's like they feel like they're really heavy. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Like I've seen people who want to inspire <laughs> and they'll put up a, yeah, a yeah. quote of some kind and you're yeah. like oh yeah but that's just so cheesy like it just doesn't make me inspired it makes me go like eh. so there's two different groups I can think of that um and one one does that really well and the other doesn't do it so well so like my friend who doesn't do it so well has a group where she co- she does it's sort of a money coaching thing but she does also try to personally engage the members of the group but I don't think the questions are quite right. And the reason why is because she d- she posts things like on Friday, like, what are you guys doing this weekend? Uh-huh. Or what are you guys struggling with today? Those are, to me, that's too generic. Like, no one is going to tell you what they're doing because it takes longer to tell you than it does to just go do it. Yeah. So, like, I don't, and plus, like, and plus, I don't really care. Let's be honest, listeners. I don't care what you're doing this weekend. I really don't. Unless I'm seeing you in Dallas, I don't care. <laughs> You can, you can, because our weekends are not interesting. This yes. past weekend, I found a paint chip for my hallway 
registered for a stroller. Like, that shit's not interesting. You know, like, I'm telling you on Facebook is like, why don't I bore you silly some more? Like, (laughs) the stuff that's interesting is what's going on in your brain. I'd rather answer, how do you feel about what you're doing this weekend? That is an interesting question. You know what? You're totally right because I, I honestly, I had an exciting weekend this weekend, but most weekends, you did. whenever, you know, when somebody asks me, I have this lovely coffee shop that I go to here that's Pittsburgh, like local, and it's the coolest place. It's like, seriously, the second time I went in there, the guy's like, hey, and he gave me a high five. I was like, in love. Cool. So anyway, when I went in there, he was like, so how was your weekend? And I was like, it was great. I could not even remember what I did. Not wow. not this past weekend, but I'm saying, you know. The weekend before. Yeah, because I'm like, it's always the same. Mm-hmm. I like my weekend, but it's nothing definitely to write about. I'm going to be like, <laughs> um, I don't know. I worked and I took care of my girls and we went over to Nanny's house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Exactly. It's not interesting. So that's the person who doesn't do it well. And then the person who does do it well. She posts a lot of thought-provoking articles with her opinion about what the author is trying to do or say, uh-huh. and then asks, you know, usually like, "What do you think?" But the article, and, and then once in a while, she, first of all, it's always about her thoughts and her feelings about what's going on. It's very rarely small talk, and so that's why I think she does it really well because it's, uh, it's not about money, but it's about, you know, I guess. I don't know, being your best self or feeling good about yourself or fulfilling your dreams, some kind of, you know, nonsense like, no, I'm just kidding, <laughs> some kind of stuff like that. <laughs> but but I think she does a good job of it because she doesn't always, it's not always supposed to be inspirational. Sometimes it's meant to tell you, you know, to say, obviously this person doesn't feel good about themselves or, you know, and sometimes it's just like the most ridiculous stuff like, um and I'm always the one in that group to disagree with whatever it is that she thinks is inspirational. <laughs> that's hilarious. No, but that's, you know what? That's really good because you need to have that kind of, I, I really love to, to hear other it's people's point dialogue. of views, yes. especially when people know, because this is one of my, my favorite things to see in groups is when people disagree, but they disagree not because of a gut reaction or something that they have somehow, um, how would I say it? Like it, like like a point of view that they have just kind of come up with as opposed mm-hmm. to something that they've tested and checked out. I love mm-hmm. that. Because if somebody says, you know what, I don't really use this because of X, Y, and Z. That just hasn't worked for me because of these reasons. And I love to see that because I'm much more intrigued by that other than, oh, I don't do that because I've never done that. So, yeah. You know, that to me, I'm like, okay, well then, well, good for you. I just like to hear other points of view, but I, I absolutely agree. And the other thing, thing too, is that you have to know your audience. Like, because I run, well, not really run, pages are slightly different because I do work with the lips and page, you know, so I deal with doing the same thing, trying to kind of get community engagement and, and all that kind of stuff for our community. And yeah. those guys over there are really interested and they really love stuff that has to do with tech. Like if I ask a question that has to do with a microphone or that has to do with an audio, like some sort of pop filter or like a mixer or what's your best tool or whatever. Oh my God, there is like an insane amount of people writing stuff in and talking about tech. It's like their favorite thing ever. So I put a lot of tutorials over there that people really love. Whereas it seems like for our she podcasters, girls, at least from before, like there's no uptake on that crap. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, they're like, exactly. 
yeah, tech, we don't want to talk about tech. I think tech comes in because it's, it seems like it's, um, there's the, there's a lot more creativity in our, in an artistic expression within the she podcasters plays. Mm -hmm. And it's like, the tech is like in the back end. It's like, oh, my microphone's not working. What do I do? Like, that's when somebody's going to come up there, but nobody's like looking at their tech going, oh my God, this is like the best thing ever. I want to talk about my microphone. (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely an afterthought for sure. Yeah. So you have to think about that, the conversation that comes in from that. And it, you know, I posted a question on the Libsyn page and this was really intriguing because I said, if you, which one would you pick? A, a Heil PR40, which is one of the like, upper level sort of like I think it's around $400 microphone or Mm -hmm. B an all paid trip to the podcast movement what do you think won out the the trip actually it wasn't it was like 50 50 I have to say that it was 50 50 on the page dudes man but it was yeah there were so many people but on google plus it was 100 percent the high OPR 40 what? Yes. Interesting. Hands down. And I, and everybody was like, uh, duh, A, duh, A, yeah. Why? Hell, 40. I don't know. Because why, I think there's why, a disconnect. Why? That you don't understand how much we've been posting about the conference. You know, it's really intriguing because I think that there, oh, this is a great segue. I think there's a great disconnect between when you... Like, oh gosh, the culture of podcasting comes from, let's, l- l- I don't want to put my foot in it in any way, but sort of like maybe coloring it in some way from like the working class, if you will, kind of like blue collar workers is kind of like you would think like, oh, that maybe went into podcasting as a way to, cr- to create creativity. Mm-hmm. And then like going to a conference, that's like, you know, white collar stuff. That's like a little bit in a different kind of, income level that's like breaking out of the mold starting to break out of the mold and i'm just putting these parameters parameters around it even though that's obviously not the case but there is a little bit more of a pull down where you know the beginning podcasters were all doing it after their nine to five on the weekend in their garage and they were slowly but surely building bits and pieces you know getting a mic getting a audio, you know, software program to up level, that kind of stuff, as opposed to going into it with the thought process of this could be a viable opportunity for a business uh, with a business mindset, as opposed to, hey, how cool would it be if we could just get enough donations while we're in our basement and just make money off of this? Wouldn't that be cool? So. Yeah. Anyway, so that brings us kind of to our second topic that we were going to be talking about, which is the difference between hobby podcasters and entrepreneur podcasters. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Do you feel, do you, what do you feel about that process? Like, do you feel that there's a difference between people who started podcasting as a hobby and people who started podcasting in a deliberate fashion to perhaps up the bottom line somewhere? even if it doesn't have to do with the podcast itself. Do I feel like there's a difference as far as um, between the people or between the results? I don't know. Well, between the interactions. Because, well, this comes around from this perspective too because it was coming from Jessica Rhodes' post where she Mm -hmm. talked about, you know, 
um, you know, people are commenting on, on, she put the post up where it says, just want to say Jessica and Elsie are awesome group owners. Um, she said, that, you know, this is what we talked about before. I'm in another FB group for podcasters and I feel that every day the owner posts about new rules and I can't remember them all. So I just unfollow the group. <laughs> but one of the comments that she put like towards the end, she said, um, this group I referred to, I think is a mix of hobby podcasters and entrepreneur podcasters. Anyone else notice how hobby podcasters really dislike entrepreneur podcasters? I don't agree with that in our group. Not in our group. No, no, no. I don't, I don't think so. But I, do I don't feel- know that I agree with that in every group. I mean, like, well, Podcasters Paradise is another group that I'm in that's a paid group, but um, it's, uh, I, maybe they're mostly entrepreneurs because- yeah. He has Entrepreneur on Fire, so maybe I haven't noticed that. Yeah. I mean, honestly, until she said that, I never really noticed a difference, and I think it's because in my head, I have ideas for hobby podcasts. I see. Uh, You know what I mean? So, like, I didn't, it didn't occur to me that one, you know, half of me would dislike the other half. Like, to me, it's all the same. Like, and Kathleen Kelly, who's in our group, it's not, I mean, it's not a hobby podcast, but it's, but she's a registered nurse, so... It's certainly not for her business either, but she has also mentioned a couple times that it never occurred to her that her podcast could be a business until she started hanging out in that group, because then she met all the other entrepreneur people, and then she was like, oh, a product? What? Sell an ebook? Hello? Like, didn't even, didn't even register before that. Yeah. Isn't Maybe, that amazing? Well, see, yeah. th- I think that in that respect, it's so, I love to see that. What I, I have felt that, Jess, I have felt that. I have felt it that, that hobby podcasters have a bit of, and I'm, I'm one of those, have a bit of chip on the shoulders of my shoulders, if you will, for the entrepreneur podcasters, because, yeah, let me tell you about like the resentment. I would like to hear that. Yes, I know, right? Because we, because it's like, I have a feeling or I had a feeling because I know a lot more now, but this is coming from like the old school Elsie, like, you know, the one that just started podcasting something like there's stuff that I don't know mm-hmm. that there's, you know, this marketing stuff. What is that? That's like, mm-hmm. what is marketing and why are you putting that all, all the time? And, and, and why are you putting, putting work into something that I love? And I felt less than it's like mm-hmm. those entrepreneur people are feel like they're all that. And I'm just as good as them. So it's like, it's sort of like the old, you know, like the poor kid from the wrong side of the tracks is trying to come up. And then you get all of like, you know, the the fraternity guys hanging out and you feel totally awkward. That's how I feel. Interesting. So, and so I think that there's a, there's kind of like that where you get a lot of these, these people. And I'm saying guys, even though it's guys and girls. So when I say guys, I'm just not talking about men where there is a disconnect between that because they're because it's kind of like some of the entrepreneur people are doing this for a living. It's like their job. And I feel that there might be a little bit of jealousy there. And but there's also a little bit of of dissonance because because there's so much of the perception of cheesy advertising and cheesy marketing tactics. That takes mm. away from the essence of the art of podcasting. So I think that might be some of that. And that's where I, I believe it starts to come out from. Mind you, this is another thing too, that a lot of podcasters start to podcast 
in their cl- in their garage by themselves because they're not necessarily the most skilled in communication skills with other human beings. <laughs> so there Hello, is... Hello, Mark Marin. Hello. <laughs> so there's something that happens in that respect. It's kind of like it's the perfect medium for introverts because we don't have to see other people. We don't have to respond to anybody in front of us. We just go off of the things that are inside. And the minute that it co- takes us out of our comfort zone, it's sort of like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. That's evil. That's bad. And so we you know, we stop it. I don't feel that that's the case in She Podcast because there is a genuine um, desire from everybody to support each other. And I think that, especially for women, there isn't an affinity like we talked about before to go fully, fully into the tech stuff. So whenever we have people like, you know, Mayanna, um, the WordPress guru expert person who comes in like all the time, she's so amazing when she starts to break stuff down where you're like, oh my God, that's brilliant. I'm so happy you're in this group and you can talk and you can share these incredible things. And all of the rest of the ladies that are really in tune with the like audio work and how to like the audio engineering and all that stuff that that's what they do. Mm-hmm. How cool is that? So it, for me, like that's great to have that. Um, so I don't feel, I don't feel that dissonance so much from she podcast, but I definitely see it even in the Libsyn page as a whole. I may just be too oblivious to notice. Which Libsyn, is- I mean, your Libsyn listeners are, I mean, not to, not in a bad way, but they are extremely hardcore. Let's yeah, not, they let's are. Not car- they are very hardcore. They're extremely hardcore. Um, you know, I, I just I just pulled up iTunes just to look at the difference between just some of the shows, so I could look at like podcasts in business versus podcasts in something else, like games and hobbies. And I wanted to bring up the um, category of comedy. Okay. The reason why is because I don't think that's one or the other. I think people who do comedy podcasts, they are business podcasts and they and they are hobby podcasts because they're entertain it's entertainment. But that's their job. Mark Marin is a comedian, Bill Burr is a comedian, Adam Carolla is a comedian, Comedy Bang Bang, like I'm just looking at the ones that are new and noteworthy. Why yeah. would WTF be new and noteworthy? I don't know. Maybe he re See that? And then we get back to the last conversation we have. Hold He's on. obviously not new. He's not, even he's not noteworthy. Or noteworthy. Yeah. <laughs> and Bill Burr, too, has been on there forever. They should not be a new and noteworthy. Um, yeah. That's ridiculous. But anyway, so so what do you call those podcasts where it is your business to do something entertaining? I, right. I, I, hey, I agree with you, too, because your business is that's what I think the aspiration for most uh, hobby podcasters is to be like Mark Marin, to be like the comedy bang bang folk, you know, to be mm-hmm. like Joe Rogan. Like those are the people that they look up to. But they get paid to do that whether they have a podcast or not, just like I get paid by my clients whether I have a podcast or not. True. So but, it's not really a hobby. So it's not really a hobby. It it's is another way for their clients to get to know them, just like a business podcast. Exactly. But the thing is that they aspire to that as opposed to, I think what happens is just the category of, of what it is. It's like pod, people who are podcasting for business stuff. It just, that's so dissonant for the guys that are trying to do just the comedy stuff. 
and that mm-hmm. want to. You know what I'm really intrigued by, though, is the ones that do a lot of the entertainment podcasts. The ones that are. So let me look at those. Like the ones that are doing like, I'm, I'm saying Lost right film. now. Like TV the TV show. That's the category. It's called TV and film. Yeah. TV and film. Like, you know, that kind of stuff. I got to tell you that um, one of my, and I'm one of, of my first kind of obsessions in the podcasting world when I started was uh, Father Roderick. I don't know if I've talked about him in the past before. He's a uh, priest from the Netherlands and mm-hmm. I, and he's been podcasting, gosh, since 2004, 2000, like it's crazy how, how far back he's been podcasting and he just really loved the medium and he by himself basically, which grew into something huge, started um, the Star Quest production network, which is now like a slew of Catholic podcasters that um, are putting stuff out there. But the reason that Father Roderick was so incredible to me is because he's so into pop culture. So the guy would get behind the mic and talk about Star Wars mm-hmm. and geek movies and like, you know, game shows and game and like just like video games and go deep into it. So what he started to do is he started to get to, to create podcast after podcast about like um, Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. and the new movie, whatever new, the Star Wars movies that are coming out. Like he's had a podcast on Star Wars for so long and that's all he talks about, Star Wars. And be- How could you even find that much to talk about Star Wars? Because, because you don't even understand the depth, dude. It's crazy how deep it's only. Can- I mean, now it's like six movies, so I guess there is a lot to Well, talk there's about, like all but- of the... Lo- it's all of the philosophy... Oh, you, we're going to have to have like all the anomaly girls come on over here to talk about how deep you can get into the Star Wars stuff. I mean, I have an idea but- just because my husband's into Star... You know, I, I, I have married a geek or two in my time, so... <laughs> I get it. The concept is certainly of Star Trek. Star Trek is something you could talk about. Cause yeah. And there's, I see the philosophy there more than I do Star Wars. But um, well, you should have seen like even with the you know how my brother's creating that like little that little Jedi for me. And then all of a sudden he goes, he goes, you know what? I can't make you holding a lightsaber because the lightsaber is part of the um, the the Jedi look and they are owned by disney now and so that would be copyright infringement infringement so he goes Mm -hmm. i can give you a and he told me the name of the sword and then i'm like and he goes oh and you can see it he goes and you can see it on episode number 13 oh i can't with those season two of the clone wars that's frightening that frightens me this is what he said to me so i'm like cool beans man whatever so it's you know it's legit that actually frightens me so- <laughs> when people can do that, when people can name what episode things were in. That really scares me because I've seen every episode of Seinfeld. And I, I mean, many, 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 many times, no matter when it's on, I'll turn it on. I still can't tell you what episode, the name of it. I can r- describe it to you, but I can't do episode three, season six, the way Trekkies can. It's well, crazy. See? Well, this is what I'm saying. That's like passion, though. And so. Yeah, yeah. And, and then I it's, think that part yeah. of it, whenever you start to. And then that's why people engage with shows like that so much. Because you're so into it. And it's so outside of the realm of business as we view it. It's so. Really want to do this hobby podcast just to see the different sides of it. I think it would be awesome. I think once you have your baby, you can start, yeah. you can do your thing. I think you could totally, you would, it would be the funnest thing to hear you go off about all the need, stuff, like the pop yeah. culture stuff that you go off yeah. on. 
I don't know if I would need another web. I guess I'd need another website and like the whole thing. Well, but I like, think yeah. you, you could. Yeah, you definitely need a landing be, somewhere to land yeah. for people to land. But I but think she podcast didn't take me that long to design. I could do anyway, but it's just <laughs> honestly, I, I kind of want to do it just to get this, just so I can intelligently speak to both sides of the coin. Like you, you have, um, I mean, yours is sort of a hobby slash business because you were paid to do yoga classes. I was getting paid to be yoga. Yeah, yeah. But it was a hobby because I started it with no business plan. But I've also been a a podcast fiend for so many years that I've seen, you know, I I, I know the gamut of what podcasting is. So I have like a whole slew of, I've listened to so much and like I have so much experience as a listener that I think that that's what a lot of our of the new community people coming in are lacking that they don't understand the scope of what's going on. It's kind of like going into like a library and then going to the business section and not knowing that there's like all of these other sections that you can go in the library, like the kids section and like you know all the reference material that's in there. It's so rich, <laughs> you know. Like there's yeah. just so many different levels and different places that you can go inside of a library to find different kinds of books that are amazing. But, you know, sometimes maybe you just want to hang out in the business part and that's fine. It's just that there is a lot, there's a lot more out there than you know that it's possible. And that's the only thing that I feel that both sides of the equation are lacking. The hobby podcasters kind of don't want to give they don't want to step into the business because they don't want to just because it's sort of like against their, <laughs> against their religious beliefs. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. And like the business people don't have time, to be honest, I think to consume all the content that they would have to, to kind of dive into different kinds of, of, of material out there. That's what I would think. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I feel that there is a dissonance, although for she podcasters, not so much. Uh, I don't know if that's, maybe that's a problem to be solved, maybe, or just to be softened a little bit. I think if I started my podcast just as a hobbyist and I, and I was trying to do something just to gain an audience based on my passion for a specific topic and I saw tons of business people sort of raid the space in an effort to make money, it would, it would irk me. Yeah, I think that that's, I admit, that that's what that that you just you just hit the nail on the head. It's and it's sort of what I felt, not just in podcasting, but in yoga. I had that same mm. feeling in yoga. It's like when I started, it wasn't quite as cool as it is now. And I can't even tell you one of the reasons I haven't pers- haven't wanted to be teaching so much is because I've seen this huge, huge change of you know, doing teacher trainings. Everybody's doing teacher trainings to get money. So everybody, and everybody wants to be a yoga teacher, for God's sake. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to be, because everybody goes to yoga and goes, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. I want to do this for a living. Where's the new mm-hmm. teacher training? And then, so people are just doing like, you know, teacher trainings up the wazoo. It's kind of like the McDonald's. It's like every place has a teacher training thing going on. And it makes me crazy to see that because I feel the qualities I mean for a lot of different reasons and so I try to dissuade when people come to me saying I want to be a new yoga teacher I always try to dissuade them because there's a difference between teaching yoga and practicing yoga and getting that high that you get when you're when you're practicing and you really love it when you start to teach all that fun is all gone (laughs) yeah you are now a teacher 
Right. <laughs> you are no longer a student. I mean, in the and room. It's responsibility. Yeah. It's a completely different part. And it takes a lot. Like the business aspect of it, you have to know how to make money. And yoga teachers, unless you really leverage things right. As you know, one of our, I think one of our friends, the yogipreneur, she's kind of like really focused on that because she saw the inanity. Yeah, they were a mess. They were a mess, exactly. Yeah, they're a mess. Yes. (laughs) So it's like crazy it's the same thing and so i think every industry goes through that when you do something and then everybody else comes in and tries to make money off of it yeah i mean um it kind of even irks me even as a um even as a business podcaster only because you know it takes a lot to earn money from a podcast and it takes kind of a long time if you're just doing it to have another stream of income you're going to be sorely disappointed like like there isn't anybody i know who just makes money from their show everything is surrounding the show a business offering you can offer on the show advertising on the show um advertising on the website of the show but the show itself does not and never will make you money unless you are part of a multi-channel network where someone's paying you to actually do the show like oh i don't know nbc cbs daily um my damn channel for youtube like those are people who are getting paid to do their show adam carolla probably gets i don't think it's just sponsors i feel like he gets paid to do his show but i I need to check that maybe it is just sponsors but he can get big sponsors because he's adam carolla he has commercials like for ford (laughs) you know like that's different that's a little different so um it it, even now you know it's the first question people ask me is how how long does it take to make money when you have a podcast and I always and I always answer like well I mean you're starting a new business how long will it take you to start you know you're trying to be if you're trying to be a nail technician you know how how you know is that your usually your first question I like nails. How, how much will I get? Yeah. No. You have to think about like all the supplies you need and, and how much demand there is and where your location's going to be. Like all that stuff has to come first. This is the same thing. Absolutely. And, and so whether you have a hobby or a business podcast, that answer is the same. You're going to make money later when you have a good show that people like. Just like you're going to make money later when you have a business or a product somebody wants. Later. Not now. Later. <laughs> and I know it not now like yeah it, it, it is absolutely true and you can't like there's no turnkey solution for this you know we were going to discuss one of the articles that were out there in terms of getting a lot of listeners that I posted in in the group and we sort of decided against it to do although we did record it and then it went away that recording disappeared for some reason but <laughs> for, for the in the <laughs> or maybe never happened it never really happened maybe it wasn't but that you're you're right i think that there is it's different in terms of just tactics to raise the amount of people it's kind of like if you have a grant like let's look into the grand opening kind of scenarios as well it's mm-hmm. different if you have a grand opening of your store right and you get like i don't know so much foot traffic people are coming in the weather's perfect everything's awesome and people are shopping up the wazoo and it was great and then they don't come in the next yeah, week. Yeah. Or maybe you get like two or three people coming in. And then you're like going, well, how come people are not coming in? Well, you had a grand opening. <laughs> you 
this is where the work starts. This is where you start to figure out how to bring those people back. This is like when you have to figure out is your, you know, are you in the right location? Are you getting the foot traffic? Do you, where do you need to advertise? Are you getting the right people to come through? Are people seeing you? How can they find you? I mean, there's so much that goes into it and it doesn't necessarily have to be always the same. So, and there's new places to advertise. Like, again, I'm going back to Mommy's Cocktail Hour. We talked about them a few episodes back because they've really done a really great job or have been doing a great job of posting things in Instagram for their podcast. And they're doing it in a really unique way. Like, they're not doing the kind of stuff that, like, getting a you know, their show artwork and putting it up there on Instagram and just letting it go. It's like they've they've got like really fun posts up there. Yeah. They're very cute. They just had their 100th episode and they did a really great little promotion for their live episode um, with the ladies. Like it was just super cute, the stuff that they're doing on Instagram. I'm going to put a link to this in the show notes again so you guys can go check it out so that you can see that you can start to leverage things out of the box. You don't have to think about the same stuff. Um, So I don't even know how I got into this because what the hell were we talking about before? (laughs) We were talking about going into something with a sole purpose and making money oh, and how irritating right. yeah. it would be for people who are doing it because they just have a passion to that's do right. it. So experimentation, bottom line, experimentation. I think everybody experiments differently. And everybody just, I feel the difference between our show and others, I mean our show, our group perhaps for the podcasters is that the, the whole sole purpose is really about supporting each other and helping each other kind of find the best way that works for them as opposed mm-hmm. to saying this is the the way you're supposed to do it because yeah. also the array of of um experience in that group is also really huge i mean there's people who haven't even started a podcast who might even possibly have a concept to people who have been podcasting for like seven or eight years so which is yeah. great I mean, I also think just because it's changing a little bit doesn't mean that the people who've been podcasting a long time can't benefit from it. I think so. I think, I mean, there's times when I look back and I, and I look at people who have been podcasting a long time and I go to their websites and I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, like podcast answer man. I don't know. I'm just looking, looking at his, um, I, I could be wrong, but I believe he has like bunch of podcasts not just the one he has like a whole network of his own shows yes he does yeah yes he does he's he's got a, an entire network and he started and and put to rest a lot of different podcasts for many you know he's been he's produced i think over five thousand episodes uh, i mean not obviously as a whole yeah right. not as you know not just of one but he's he's done so much stuff so he has a really and then he has a huge array of understanding podcast answer man is a lot more about business mm-hmm. and then he's got you know the one that started him which was like lost the lost podcast which was all about lost and he's got family from the heart which is like just him and his wife talking about yeah you know their them their their personal they're basically personal stuff on law like total transparent conversations between husband and wife yeah so it's it's a whole it's a whole different kind of mindset that he's had the way that he started in terms of the podcasting stuff so yeah it's pretty cool that's the kind of thing i could see myself doing is like a network of all me (laughs) (laughs) yeah and and it becomes easy because you can call the shots like you know what you have to do it it's just that you know what cliff figured out is that if you want to do something well 
it's a that's a whole other thing. It's like you have to really focus on one or two shows that you really want to rise up and build up and do all that kind of stuff. Because, and he's also started shows that he start he was really passionate about, and then all of a sudden he was like, okay, that's it. <laughs> I don't have anything yeah. else to say about this. You know, though I will say this though um, about Cliff, like. I do find that his podcast, one of the reasons I started my own school is because I thought his stuff was, like, so techy and expensive. Uh-huh. Like, I like, I don't know. I just, w- I would watch his um, tutorials, like, the free things that he had, and I just sort of felt like, oh, this looks hard. I don't want to, you know? Mm-hmm. But I thought, that can't be right. I don't need a mixer. That's just redonkulous. Do you know what I mean? Like, and so... That's why I wanted to create something different because I felt like his stuff was so hard, which, I mean, makes sense because he, like you said, he he wants to focus and do it really well. And, th- and I don't think I do it badly. No. But I certainly don't have like a whole thing set up. Well, you also have to think about, you know, when he started doing this as full time, he was doing it full time. He was seated in front of his computer for like on Thursdays. I think he did all the record, like the majority of his recordings for like eight hours. Yeah. One show after the next show or something like that. I'm not sure. But he had a schedule of when everything was recorded and all that kind of stuff. And he has a system that works for him and it puts out the best kind of quality. Something that I've noticed, though, Jess, and I think this really plays into this whole field for everybody, is that now, you know, working with clients for myself, I find that even though there are better solutions for them, you know, Mm -hmm. even Mm -hmm. if I know this microphone would serve them better. Mm hmm. I still have to deal with the tech, meaning here, you, you get this microphone that is, is better than my microphone so that it makes you f- sound better. But then there's a tech support because this person is getting this microphone and they're going like, okay, now what? What's this knob? What's this? And I don't have it in front of me, so I can't help. So right. I have found that even though there are better solutions, it's so much easier for me to just say like, okay, get this microphone because that's the one I have. Uh-huh. get this digital recorder because that's the one I have. Not because it's the best, but it's because I can troubleshoot for you uh-huh. and I can optimize it for you. And therefore, and that's, I think, exactly what you're doing. You are teaching the workflow that works for you. And well, that is and easier the one that you. most people can afford. Like I look at like the piece that he recommends for $650. And of course I would love that. But that would also require me to sit in the same place every time I do a show, which I feel scared about. <laughs> Whereas right now I can just plug in headphones with a mic or carry my little snowball wherever I need to go and I'm all set. Exactly. I think that this is, that is incredibly important. Yeah. I don't, for me I, it is. It, I like for me it is as, as well. Like I, that's why, I, I mean, I have a mixer. I bought my mixer. It's super cute and it's super portable and it's still in the box. <laughs> because uh, I don't have a place to sit down and record. I, well, so I go I to wherever good. I can. I think we sound good, though. Yes, absolutely. I, and you can definitely do it. And maybe at some point there will be a, a, a time and a place for making this m- maybe sound even better. But you know what? It, it's not that kind of a show. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, if you feel, it makes you feel, probably does make you feel more professional. But I feel pretty professional. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, no, I, so, I, I pretty, I, I pretty much it. like my setup. I like the fact that I, I get away from having to have too many, even more points of failure, which is what I feel happens with when you start yes. to add a lot more technical stuff to it. It's like, 
Okay, your microphone's not working. Okay, have you checked the, the levels of your mic? Is your thing plugged in? Okay, is the mixer plugged in? What about the, the cords that are going from this plug to that? It, then it becomes so much more complicated where the problem is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I just know that, you know, is the mic muted? Okay, press the little red button. Okay, good, you're fine now. <laughs> you <know>? Yeah. <laughs> it just becomes yeah. that. So, so ladies, what have you guys thought? Have you felt as a new podcaster, as a she podcaster, old school podcaster, new podcaster, possible podcaster, have you sensed maybe some sort of dissonance between hobby podcasters and new podcasters? I mean, I'm I'm sorry, and business podcasters. Have you seen that in like groups around town, around town (laughs) (laughs) on Facebook or Google plus or whatever, or, you know, Around town, they each wear bandanas with different colors. With like different colors, trip. right. I am a hobby podcaster. I'm a, oh, my God, that would be so cool to get somebody to do a cartoon of that, like the hobby podcaster versus the business podcaster, sort of like Mac and PC. It's hilarious. That would be funny. I didn't even know it existed. Excuse me. What existed? Sorry. The dissonance between the two groups. I, I really think it does, and I'm glad that you I haven't. See now that I do, why it would, but yeah, I, I mean, I'm glad that you haven't. But there is, there's a little bit, there's yeah. a little bit of that in there. There's a little bit of that in there. Yeah. Um, but also, and if ladies, if you guys have a community that you either belong to or that um, you are starting or that you run, what has worked for you or what hasn't that you've seen? Because we shared some of our thoughts, but we would love to hear yours. Yeah, so, please, so yes. please comment either comment. on the blog or in the Facebook group, shepodcast.com forward slash group. Yes. Um, love to hear your feedback. Yes. And thank you so much. And thank you, Elsie. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> oh, good timing. I know, right? She's like, she's attached. Like, she just came in. I'm trying to be quiet. Have her be quiet. That so, that was such good timing. What you talking <laughs> The <laughs> <laughs>